Welcome one, welcome all to the Producers Podcast. I'm Ty Fuji, and joining me is John Simmer, the producer of Stake and Evans and the Players Club. How's, How's it going, doing, man? Going well, John. And going well. Even if it, even if it's cloudy and overcast and gray. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. um it's kinda cold out there. It was pretty foggy this morning when um when I drove in, so it was kind of like uh ominous, but now it's just kinda Gross. Our normal. It was nice. It was really nice yesterday, and then yeah. of course, you know, we have that. Uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Bipolar Colorado weather. Um, yeah, back on us today. So at least it's not snowing. At least yet. Yeah. At, at least it's nothing is freezing. Nothing is sticking <laughs> to the road. At least the roads are dry. Right. Like that's that's the that's the key to it. Yeah. I the cold I can deal with. I can dress up. I I have my comfy cozy sweater. I have my scarf on. As long as there's nothing, as long as there's no hazards or obstacles, I'm fine. Yeah, look at you, man, with the the sweater on and the uh, you're all swagged out, the long hair and everything. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> and I, I'm just stealing Keanu's look. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is kind of an older topic, but mm-hmm. I think it, it's really pertinent. I think it's really important with a lot with with a lot of the uh, the discussion about AI, ChatGPT, a lot of uh, the advances in archaeology, a lot of you know, in art, that mm-hmm. uh, the the prominence, the rise of technology in a lot of our industries, uh, really, really is is important. It's a good discussion to have going forward. And what sh- uh, our new coach Sean Payton was talking about at uh, Radio Row, all all Super Bowl leading up to the Super Bowl, he every single show he went on, he mentioned this uh, microchip mm-hmm. in the in the in the ball and the shoulder pads yep. that uh, could really affect the future of NFL officiating like mm-hmm. it, you know it could it tell you exactly where the ball is it could tell you like it, it could tell you where the ball goes out of bounds it could it tell you what, if you score touchdowns right? right i think the um the specific uh example he used was like the he said then a couple of years or whatever that they're going to have that chip in the the both tips of the football yeah. and then whenever it does like cross the line um, the microchip will like, you know, send off a signal, and then we'll have like the red blinking lights. Yeah, he uh, specifically said like in basketball and in hockey, um, to signal like signal a touchdown. So, yeah, and, and and I think that's really interesting. Like, okay, what that's some really interesting, promising tech. Mm-hmm. But how else can we really advance advance officiating? Like, how else can we automate it? How else can we just streamline the whole process to make sure we get it right and keep the experience? You know, clean. Keep it right. It, sure, keep it, in a way. Yeah, right. And not to mention keeping it enjoyable for the fan base, so it's not a constant start and stop. Right. Up, right. It, it's not like the last five minutes of an NBA game when it's close. It's it's not. It's not uh, a bunch of disputed calls in an NFL game. It's not. Mm-hmm. You know, just baseball in general, right? <laughs> right. And let me. So before we uh, dive into that, I guess the question that I would ask you, in your opinion. Can you implement, um, so, uh, like, well, are you in favor fully of, like, eliminating, I guess, the, uh, like, the human error? Is that something that you're, like, fully, like, involved in, or is it kind of more of a fluid situation of, you know, trying to implement technology with officiating to at least, you know, allow human error to be be a common thing in our sport, but uh, having the technology available uh, to just fully make sure you know they get the call right. Uh, yeah, kind of what you were you were saying kind about, of the, about fluid the latter. Situation. Yeah, kind of a fluid situation. Like, 
I'm not completely opposed to you know getting an objective reading on where the ball is. Mm. Like those those measurements, like those objective uh, uh, that that data mm. that that's important to games like uh, like the NFL. Mm. All right, it, like the strike zone, uh, fully automated strike zone, sure. Right, but you know there's uh, there's an implement in a minor league that allows uh, umps to still really still call uh, balls and strikes, but it allows the coaches and managers and players to challenge it. That way, if there's a really egregious, like, bad call, mm. they can challenge it and they can still read it and we can get that objectivity. So they can challenge balls and strikes? Yeah. yeah Are they, this, um, do they have a limited amount of challenges in which... Yeah, three challenges per game. Like, per game. Okay. So if, if it's in crunch time, they can just say, yeah, if, if say, Angel Hernandez is, is calling it, <laughs> then... And yeah, guy, that's that's wrong. That's clearly way outside. Right. It, let's there, bring that in. Um, I don't know if you have it in front of you, but that I think that's kind of interesting. Is there any rules in terms of like, okay, is it just three? So like, if you get one, like if you get a challenge correct, do you get a challenge back? Or on like your last one, if you get it right, do you yep. get a challenge back? Or? Yep. Successful successful challenges are retained for future use. So you can. Yeah, essentially you, challenge as many times as you want. Yeah, right? effectively with, with impunity, which I, I think is really good for just accountability on, on the umpires. Mm. Now, now, Grant, I think it, they definitely take exception to that. Sure. Oh, because, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like no, no official in any sport likes to be called. Right. No or, one likes to be yeah, no told likes, that you're not doing a good enough job. Yeah. So we have to get a secondary, like, techno- technological system to, like, put you in check. No one likes that at any yeah, no, job. Yeah, no one likes that. And, and the thing is, which is why in baseball, well, same with the the whole ball microchip thing, mm-hmm. uh, I I'm definitely in favor of fully automating the strike zone. Just take that entirely right. out of it. Just no hurt feelings. Just let the the umpires be referees. You know. Yeah. No. I would. I would. When you were talking about this at first, that's like the only like umpire refereeing position I'd be fully okay with. Just fully automating it is like the behind play uh, umpire, and then. You know, I guess uh, you. I guess you can still like tech because I guess if you want to get into the more nuances, like oh, those guys will lose jobs, um, which obviously isn't great, but it's not ideal. But it's just kind of yeah. the reality of the situation. I mean, I mean you can is, still keep somebody behind home plate, yeah. and they're not calling balls and strikes necessarily. They're just watching the field of play, and it's just yeah. the same. It's just in, taking that same person, those same set of eyes. And just putting it more on the focus of the field of play, you still need a home plate ump to you know be able to call safe and things of that nature. So I don't think it would necessarily, you know, it just makes their job almost easier in a sense and makes it uh, more of kind of like a full field umpire, if you will. Yeah, it takes the worst part of the job out of it. Like the the biggest issue that any manager, any player, any anybody takes with uh, with. The, the home plate umpire, mm-hmm. it's the balls and strikes. Right. It's just, it's, it's, yeah, it'll, it'll just take people out of their face. It'll let them do their job more effectively. It takes, it'll take responsibilities off their plate and it'll just make the game all around better. Right. And I mean, I'm not, I'm obviously not a baseball purist at all. I think baseball is no. incredibly boring. Um, so obviously yeah. this would not be, and I mean, I guess you can say that's a quote-unquote millennial take. I've just never really been into baseball, to be honest. It's just I think it's too slow. Yeah, um, I mean, it's 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 a nice experience to go to the ballpark. It's a, yeah, it's exactly. Fun, it's fun to break out. You get to sit in the sun for four yeah. hours and drink beer. Yeah, just yeah. get a hot dog, 
it's fun to break out a bat sometimes and, and just throw with your friends, sure. but it's not a great spectator sport. It's not made for TV right. by any stretch right. of the imagination. And so I, but I do wonder, and that's why I'm so in favor of like I love the pitch clock. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that's great. So if you can, you know, have those kind of, and baseball is the one sport that I think you can kind of have those two things be married to each other. Yeah. Where if you have like, you know, a reasonable pitch clock and then, you know, if it's a, if there's a, uh, like a digital clock or whatever above home plate so that the pitcher, the infielders, the outfielders can see, and then obviously the television, and then like one maybe implement on the scoreboard so the hitter in the box can see is yeah. like you, you get the pitch in and then, you know, the, the technology, whatever will, will read ball or strike. So it just shows up in like green or red or whatever. Yeah. Like, Hey, this is the count. And so the, um, so the batter can see and all that. So I would be in total in favor of that. If it helps speed the game up, um, I'm all for it. And with baseball, really, um, without going on too much of a tangent, but it's like, I don't need to see you, you know, and I get that they're like creatures of habit, Yeah. but it's like, dude, I don't need to see the same routine, the same like 20 to 35 second routine yeah, for I... both pitcher and catcher. And then with the possibility of either the pitcher having no intention of throwing the ball or the batter thinking the pitcher's playing too long and then having to step out of the batter's box. To me, I know that's gamesmanship for some. To me, it's just boring and it's like yeah. unnecessary fluff on a game that's already really long. Yeah, and besides, the pitch clock can actually add some suspense. It can add some tension. Like, it'll depend on when the pitcher throws throws the ball in yeah, the pitch clock, sure. too. There's a bit of gamesmanship there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, the automated strike zone, a lot of the microchips, that's just common sense rule changes to make the product better, right. ultimately. Like, just like with the MLB, banning the shift. Yeah. yeah. I love that, too. Yeah, I love I, that, too. Because the shift was like, there were so many times, I remember, especially in this last playoffs, where it'd be like, and the the announcers would actually point it out a vast majority of the time, be like, that'll be a base hit next year. You yeah. know, and it would be like, that's what people want. It's like, it, you know, these, these sports, and maybe not necessarily hockey, because it's more of a fluid sport. Yeah, But absolutely. baseball specifically can take a lot out of the NFL's book in terms of just like, offense sells but again you have these people yeah. so entrenched in like the how the sport was played in the 50s and during its conception and it's like at a certain point you have to understand that yes it is sport and yes it is competitive at you know the highest level and these dudes are making literally hundreds of millions of dollars but the sport needs to be entertaining and you kind yeah. of like there's a way to both live in the current times and be you know up with I guess current trends and just being entertaining while still holding on to what made the sport great or what made, you know, your grandfather fall in love with the sport and pass it down from generation to yeah, generation. Those things can still they can be true at the same time. Yeah. Absolutely. While getting new, you know, new fans. Absolutely. Like a lot of just common sense changes yeah, is are, is good for the game. Like the and good and good for the MLB. Good for them. They identified a lot of problems with their game, a lot of problems with their product, yep. and like any good business, they made changes to address that. Right? Like you play video games, right? Yeah, I play. It's games. like um, you know, if you're you're a gamer, it's, it's quality of life fixes. Yeah. Like if there's a patch to a game, um, like maybe you know the the graphics are messed up or a certain gun doesn't 
you know, fire a certain way just because of, you know, the yeah. deep I'm, I'm way pu- the game is I'm cut. pulling through the map. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's a quality of life fix to improve the game to overall make the person who's playing that game have a more enjoyable and fluid experience. That's literally what it is. It's small changes that make a world of difference. Yeah, and gun the MLB for addressing that and, and fixing that. But, uh, and, you know, that's kind of, it's kind of funny. The MLB usually drags their feet when they're or making any changes, when they're doing anything to their institution. But, you know, it's usually the NFL that makes those big decisive changes that gets right. together and confers and makes those big changes, those big necessary yep. changes. And usually what's and, the response of the fan base? Yeah. I hate this. Yeah. I'll never watch the NFL again. I can never get used to this. And guess what? We don't even remember it a month into this. Year. Yeah, no. Like, no one no one talks about lowering the head. Right. No one talks about, God, what else? I mean, there are people who are opposed to the forward pass to, uh, when it, <laughs> during its inception. Right. People don't like change at first, but it they yeah. if you like the product enough – and if it's entertaining enough, because that's all people want to do is be entertained. Yeah, it's, it's all that it matters. I mean, it's it's just like the the gas prices. Yeah, yeah, you you have to pay a lot for the gas. That's, yeah, uh, you you may not like these changes, but hey, we're the only and ones who sell it. You don't. Yeah, you don't have to buy the gas, well, but we, you can walk and bike everywhere. How does yeah. that sound? It's yeah, like, oh, those gas prices. Eh. I yeah. like I like complaining about them, but maybe they're not so bad. Yeah, maybe not so bad, especially when you're uh, getting those somewhat lower prices at Sam's. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's more than the Broncos while I'm at it, too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, you know, a, a big issue with the NFL, like a big a big complaint about a lot of fans in, about the uh, fo- the game of football mm. recently has been the officiating, has been sure. the refereeing. Like, okay, how's – okay, this these guys have been inconsistent. These guys have been calling stuff wrong. Right. It's – it's it's a real screwy, and I, I think there a way seems to, change, to be a lot of subjectivity. Yeah, to... a lot of subjectivity, and I think mm-hmm. a lot of that's due to the uh, complexity of the rule book and just the amount of responsibilities that every f- official has to right. uh, memorize. Right, and so, I mean every game is kind of like to to the point of the MLB, like that. An MLB game can literally go on for twenty four hours if it yeah. needed to. An NFL game is constricted to. This is not going time. over, yeah. And then, but especially with like the networks and stuff too. I mean, that's why they shorten the end, overtime and things of that nature. So there still is like an end time. There's a hard cutoff time yeah. for NFL games. So that kind of, I think, puts more of a emphasis on that too. Is like speeding the game along as well. Yeah, speeding the game along, making sure there's not as many breaks for challenges mm-hmm. for review. Right. And I think that instituting the sky judge, instituting a lot of those. Uh, a lot of those microchip changes mm-hmm. will really help to take responsibility off the off the referees. It'll right. it'll really help help just speed the game along. Like I agree. Ha- having that having that sky judge expedite reviews, having that sky judge uh, just make the right call when, when there's a, a lot of subjectivity when it's mm-hmm. really ticky tack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, uh, they throw a flag on a on a really dodgy PI call. No, right. pick that up. Right. Up. Well, and I mean, even when because I guess the. I mean, like you said, the the subjectivity of the matter, like, you know, we, we always, ever since like the Des Bryant controversy of did he catch it or did he not catch it, you know, we've had the discussion of what is a catch every single year. Yeah. Um, with the PI stuff, that's really came to light. I feel like more just at least from like a, from like a social media standpoint, stuff yeah. like that was when the year after the, um, 
the Saints and Sean Payton, ironically mm-hmm. enough, got screwed out of a Super Bowl appearance against the Rams when it was. Yeah. I mean, it was the most egregious, obvious PI call, and they didn't throw a flag. Yeah. It cost them the game, and then this would be my one like gripe with the NFL is they implemented it. I I I like the change, yeah. but but it it made referees accountable and it made so that if you were to do it correctly in terms of like reviewing PI that a PI call should never be miscalled again or like maybe like 1%. And then yeah. they dis- and then in my opinion it was like the NFL from what their actions told me which was doing it for a year not fully really like staying true to the uh to what they promised, which was being like yeah. impunitive evidence of, um, you know, reviewing the call and then overturning it. They didn't do a good job at that. And then they removed it after a year. Yeah. And so your actions to me said, well, this rule is a little too like it's too set in stone, like where we can't allow or fall back on that like human error. And I'm not someone who's necessarily, you know, in like the games are scripted or the games are rigged. But when your actions to like rescind that call kind of tell me that it might not fall in that line, but it was like, you're almost holding your referees to too much accountability, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. And especially with that system in particular, the, the inmates ran the asylum, right? Right. Like the refs reviewed it themselves. Do you think the refs are going to actually overturn their own call? Right. Yeah. yeah. There is that human aspect to it. Admitting you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And the refs, the refs could tank that as much as they want. Like it, it's the only way that system would have worked is with a more independent, objective view. Right. Hence, hence the sky judge. Hence, hence getting a news back from New York. Right. And I think I think you brought up a really good point because it is. I think you hit it actually right on the head. It is less to do about rigging games or there's a script or anything, and it has more to do with just ego. Like these guys, yeah. like you think, would you want to admit you're wrong on national television in front of like tens of millions of people? Probably not. Like, you know, especially if you did it for long enough. So I think you nailed it right on the head there. And yeah, yeah. you would, you would like more of a, you know, objective standing uh, when it comes to that. And I just don't think, especially NFL, NFL referees are just not held accountable Yeah, as it- much as they should be. Like they don't get pressed after the games. They don't, um. They don't hold press conferences. They're never expected to um, explain a call or anything like that. And I can understand maybe why, especially in today's society, you don't want to, like, blow that up. And especially from a business standpoint, from the NFL, you don't want to, like, put a spotlight on, the like, the, the official who's not – the one person who's part of the game but isn't actually playing it yeah. influence it more than anyone on the field because of one call. You don't want to put a uh, – put a spotlight on that. But at the same time, if you're talking about just the purity of the game and getting the right call, making sure that both teams have to 50, 50 fair shot and winning it, that NFL refs aren't hold nearly as accountable as they should be. Yeah. I mean, there's the argument between the spirit of the game and the objectivity of the game. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, there is a good middle ground, but I think that middle ground is automation. Just get the factual stuff, like the linear measurements Mm -hmm. and get the, get the TDs, get, Whatever you can, just make that, that automated. Just let the machines do that, that like everyone else, everyone yeah. else does. Like, I mean, I would agree, but it's still that 
if we're talking specifically about, and this is kind of like a subtopic, but if you were talking about making sure, because again, like, yeah, it, it would like, but we're, we're talking about, and maybe, I don't know, 5% of the season, like a, a, um, a spot might like affect the outcome of a game or yeah. something like that. And so, but again, it could help with, you know, the moving along of games and making yeah, the games it, a little quicker. But in terms of like what the biggest issue, I guess, that technology could help fix in the NFL would be like, ob- like calls that are, that should be objective and can be made objective, especially with the technology we have today, just in replay are just full on subjectivity holding PI are the two biggest ones roughing the passer. Oh, absolutely. You know, which they, which I don't know if it ever came out, but a team and I'd never even, I'd never Googled and followed up um, what the ruling was, but one team brought it to like the, the committee um, at, uh, was that the Super Bowl or the combine? Um, But to, to review the possibility of having roughing the passer be reviewable. Um, and I, I should have followed up and looked at. I don't even know if they've come up with an answer because I'm sure I would have stumbled upon it some way. Yeah. Um, but that's you know I see that and I'm like that's a good idea in theory. But again, just be just how they treated the uh, the pass interference call and the review of that, which we just talked about, doesn't really give me much hope that they'll do it right. Yeah, and and that's kind of the kind of the issue. There's no way you're getting rid of uh, subjectivity. Yeah. Uh, and, Getting rid of human error in every single sport, right? Like, like uh, w- with hockey and basketball, they're they are completely beholden to human error. Like, there's no mm. way to really automate things. There's right. no way to really re- review things except for a possible sky judge. Yeah, uh, I mean, basketball is probably that's only basketball. Yeah, basketball is really tough. Yeah, like hockey, you can only get in some camera angles was for for offsides for, for uh, too many men. Right, and even, and even then, just over it leads to the issue of over officiating, like leading to complete letter of the law uh, calls that would end up killing teams, like like uh, with the Abs against the Sharks that one mm-hmm. that one year in the playoffs, or, or funny enough, again with the Abs and John Cooper's complaints with uh, the too many men on the ice. Mm, yeah, exactly. And I think, um, I mean, hockey's probably the one that like. Unless you have like a ref, like a refereeing crew or something that's calling like a lot of power plays for a certain team, which honestly in hockey I haven't really like seen or can't think of any like egregious, you know, where refs really impacted the outcome of the game or unless specific examples, like you said, with San Jose, but that was like such a narrow margin and yeah. the refs got it wrong, but I don't even think. At that time, they had like replay or um, like yeah. challenges. Yeah, that wasn't even a rule. But since NHL they does, the rule because they did that. implement it. Yep, and then so you know that's I guess hockey is the one thing where like yeah a, a you know a debatable high stick or like a quote unquote soft call might might be made, but but, but hockey so. is so hard to score even with an extra man advantage. That's kind of like the great equalizer. Yeah, is that you know penalty kill and. Um, trying to score on the power play is so, you know, specific and it's still a really hard thing to do, score a goal, um, that that's kind of like almost the great equalizer in terms of if you do have kind of a soft or a bad call. So. Yeah, and the thing is, a lot of the penalties in hockey, they're very clear. Like, you, 
if someone gets hit in the face with a right. stick, that's that's really easy to spot. Right. If someone's like hooking in someone with the crook of their stick, mm-hmm. that's easy to spot. If someone, yeah, and there's kind of that unwritten rule amongst like hockey players too, you know, like where it's because they're not making a lot of money, you know. Yeah. It's like they're criminally underpaid. Right, they're still making like good money. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, it's like hockey kind of seems like the one sport where there's just that unwritten rule amongst players where you're not bigger than the game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, we, I mean, I'm going to do whatever I can to get an advantage against you. But at the same time, we're, you know, this is the value of the game still matters the most amongst like trying to figure out who the better team was that game or that season. I yeah. Guess. And, and that's a lot of, and that's something I really love about hockey. It's, there's no real gamesmanship mm-hmm. really. I mean, I mean, they even have a penalty for flopping, right? Right. There's a penalty for embellishment. And, and I think that culture is really bled down and even down to the refs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, if, if they you make, make a ticket that call, if they get a wrong call, they'll, they'll, they'll make, do a makeup call. That's right. not, that's not right. a great right. thing, but it's, it's something. Yeah, and I'm, I'm okay it's, with that in yeah. sports for the most part. Um, yeah, it's having some accountability. It's it's trying to be somewhat fair. Sure. Right? Sure. And, and I think a lot of that is kind of cultural too. Like with basketball, star calls are a thing. Right. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Star calls are 100% a thing. And personal fouls, a lot of them can be very ticky tack. A lot of mm-hmm. them just don't get called as evidenced by Nikola Jokic's arms. Right. And – Honestly, I think that there's a lot of, of subjectivity that, like, I don't, I don't know how the NBA gets out from, from under it. Like, I don't, I don't know how well, they really hold the refs accountable. Well, yeah. I don't know how they can really It's more. It just seems more of, like, a culture thing with the NBA. Because um, the NBA, much like hockey, is kind of a it's, – it's a fluid action sport, you know? Yeah. So, it more needs to be like the players holding each other accountable, um, but in I'm not trying to, for lack of a better like phrase, I guess, is basketball seems kind of like the more the most like mature sport, yeah. I guess. Like it's it, it's just like the it's the I don't want to say the least amount of athleticism because it still takes a lot of athleticism, but it's like first of all, it's a, it's the youngest. Outside of like maybe like you know soccer in in England or something, but I think that has something like that could be said for something as well because soccer you know they're flopping all over the place and yeah. it's literally strategy to fake an injury so you can get a place kick uh, to potentially put your team in a position to score. But it's just something to do with like the finesse of the game and the ability to yeah it's it's easily the least physical of of the. Four major sports. Right, and it's just, but it's like, it, it's probably the most diva sport yeah, in terms of just like the look at me culture. And it's a lot of young, it's a bunch of young people. You know, it's, it's a bunch it's, of, it's, it's, it's most, have to spend a year in college to get drafted. It's the most highly individualistic uh, yeah, league I think of, that's good. of the four. It's, yeah, it's, it's, the, it's it. the, the one with the biggest emphasis, with the least emphasis on team and the biggest emphasis on the stars. Sure. It's the most player-centric, well like e- even... It was the business model of the league for the longest time under David Stern. Mm-hmm. Like the big markets, the big stars are the focus. They are the objective. They are protected, and that's that's the key. Like the big superstar names have always been in the key to the NBA. Right, right. So when you add that into, you know, when you take that into account, and then um, 
just kind of the 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 overall subjectivity of like you know playing calling fouls and things of that nature it's hard to you know think about how much technology can influence that as opposed to maybe like a start a stop and start sport like uh like football yeah stop and start sport like football like baseball Mm -hmm. where objective linear measurements are key like actually now that i think about it there is one way we can automate uh automate hockey uh, you ever heard of the VAR, V-A-R, used in soccer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, used to uh, calculate offside? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very easy. Yeah, for, yeah, for offside. And like, I don't, I feel like there's not a lot of offside called in hockey, too, and that's another, yeah. you know, they're just so good at it. You know, they're just so good at not being offside. Yeah, like, you know? they, they have a very good feel of the rink. They have a very good feel of, of they have very good spatial awareness. Right, yep. And I, and I guess the argument can be made, too, like it's such a, because what those are the only two sports that have offside is hockey and soccer. Yeah. But soccer is played on such a wider field. Well, te- technically football, that, but uh, that's a different matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, in terms of offside, of like you know, you have to stay in front of a. In well, in yeah. soccer it's a player, and then in hockey it's the blue line. But um, just with hockey, again, it's like so technical, you yeah. know that like if you were to be a little lenient on offside, I guess you know I think the argument could be made that. It's not as big of a factor. Um, there's just so many other outside yeah. factors that influence whether or not um, being offside is like a really big deal. If it's by like a macro, like a microsecond or whatever. So. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I mean, thing is, people are always going to complain about officiating in one way or the other. Like, right. like there, like there's people complaining about the officiating in the Nuggets game last night. Right. right. I mean, it's inescapable. Yeah. yeah. It's inescapable. There will always be a subjectivity. That's that's the spirit of the game, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can only work to improve the objectivity as time goes on, as the league sure. is more willing to to do so. And you know, hopefully, just making uh, and hopefully the automation we introduce will will act like the ATM, right? It'll will just it'll automate the more tedious lower level stuff right. and open up. A better understanding of the game, a better workflow, a better mind in space, a better or a better standard for refereeing for right. officiating, the which game. will create a better overall product. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Awesome, awesome, man. Thanks for uh, talking. I think this, I think this was a good conversation. Yeah, man, that was a, that was an interesting topic. I haven't really yeah. uh, Future. thought too much about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like that SpongeBob episode where Squidward's stuck in like the all Chrome world, but yeah, man, I I thought that was that's a super interesting conversation because it is you know it is coming you know and it's gonna be yeah. it's inevitable that that is implemented in our favorite sports. Hopefully, it's just implemented like correctly and for the betterment yeah. of like our entertainment. Yeah, hopefully, it's implemented intelligently too. <laughs> hopefully, it's not like like clumsy. Yeah, like we'll like see. the uh, PI review was right. All right, until next time, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. As always, peace. Peace.